An essential nutrient is one you can't make it in your body from anything else, but you have to have it to live and be healthy. So you have to bring it in from outside. If you don't get enough, you can't stay healthy. Your health goes down, and if you don't get enough long enough, you die. These are like these super important building blocks. And so the idea is if you optimize your intake of all of the 42 essential building blocks, 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids from proteins, two essential fatty acids from fats. If you bring all of those in, in, in optimum quantities, life knows how to build a body to optimum standards. And I got stuck on oils because there were these two studies. One was, it said, omega-6s are essential. So you have to have it. The next study I said, I read, it said, omega-6s give you cancer and kill you. And I'm going, huh? What? I just got told I have to have it to be healthy. And now it's, I'm being told if I eat it, it kills me. There must be something else going on here that I'm missing. And there's that contradiction and trying to figure it out that made me look deeper. And I said, there's a lot of people these days saying you shouldn't use omega-6s because they're bad for you. And what they're missing, because these people have not done their homework that are saying that, what they're missing is it's not the oils that are the problem. It's the damage done by processing and by food preparation that causes the problems. And nobody's blaming the processing. They're all blaming the oil. Welcome to the Live Damn Well podcast. My goal with this project is pretty simple. In a world which has become increasingly divisive and polarized, I want to bring you a balanced perspective of health. To deliver on that promise, I'll seek out experts with conflicting opinions to tackle the topic of health from as many angles as possible in order to make this podcast into an amazing resource for anyone looking to improve their health. Thanks for joining me. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. He is really like the godfather of fats and oils. I think this is awesome because this is a very often uh, neglected piece of health. And I say that because I myself was pretty ignorant about fats. I mean, I knew the basics. Like, I don't know, saturated fat is tends to be pretty controversial. So depending on your genetics, you know, you make make more cholesterol if you eat more saturated fat or you know monounsaturated fats are linked to a lower risk of cardiovascular disease or omega-3s are good for you omega-6s are bad for you but but really Dr. Udo Erasmus really flipped all of these things on its head and provided a very deep understanding of fats and oils and reading his book Fats That Heal Fats That Kill I was very shocked that you could even write an entire, you know, several hundred, I believe it was like 300 pages on just the composition of fats, different types of fats, how they integrate into our cell membranes, um, medicinal ways of using different fats, and even like, and quote unquote, essential fatty acids, which to be quite honest, is, is again, something that's overlooked because most of the time we just think, oh, well, getting your healthy fats means just eating an avocado, but 
it really is much, much different than that. And the whole perspective of, you know, stay away from omega-6s, they're inflammatory. As you'll soon come to find out, it's not that black or white. Now, before we get into the episode, please consider supporting the podcast in one of the following ways. Consider supporting the podcast by buying me a cup of coffee. The link will be down in the description below. Or you can check out one of our episode sponsors. The first one is Hugh Kitchen. I've been a fan of Hugh Kitchen for a while now. I've been consuming their products for like three, four years, and they have a bunch of delicious dark chocolates made with all organic ingredients, like unrefined coconut sugar, cocoa butter. They have a bunch of different varieties from gingerbread to cashew butter and raspberry to grass-fed milk chocolate to puffed quinoa, and even paleo grain-free crackers, which are pretty delicious. You can get 15% off Hugh Kitchen products using the link in the description and entering the code J-O-R-G-E or simply click the link in the description. Next, we have Jigsaw Health Magnesium. I've talked about them plenty of times before on the podcast. I really love this formulation because there are a lot of crappy forms of magnesium out there. And when I say crappy, no pun intended, because that is indeed what they'll make you do. Some of the forms are like magnesium citrate, magnesium oxide. Oxide is actually prescribed many times to be used as a laxative. And so its main purpose is not to be absorbed by the body and to be used in certain parts of the body. It's because it draws water into your intestines and makes you poop. So I love this form of Jigsaw Health Magnesium because it's not like that. They actually have a, it's called SRT just means slow release technology where you'll start to actually absorb the magnesium at a much slower rate throughout the day so that more of it actually gets absorbed into your bloodstream and less of it makes you want to run to the bathroom as fast as you can. Cool thing about it is it includes a form called magnesium malate, which uh, the malate that it's bound to, it has also been shown to have some pretty significant effects, mild significant effects on improving recovery from exercise, uh, especially talking about like endurance exercise. Uh, so it's very cool. It has anxiolytic benefits as well. So it actually may decrease anxiety. It may help with sleep. In addition to that, they have a form which includes some of the B vitamins, which are actually cofactors for magnesium metabolism. So if you would like to experiment with this sort of magnesium to see if it may have an impact on your anxiety, on your sleep, on your recovery from intense exercise, and many other beneficial health effects, you can get $10 off of Jigsaw Health Magnesium in the link in the description using code LIVEDAMNWELL. Now let's get on with the show. I'm very excited to present to you Dr. Udo Erasmus. So today I have with me Udo Erasmus, an acclaimed speaker and author of many books, including the best-selling Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, which has sold over 250,000 copies. He has traveled to over 30 countries to conduct thousands of live presentations, media interviews, and staff trainings, impacting more than 25 million lives with his message on oils, health, peace, nature, and human nature. Udo has an extensive education in biochemistry, genetics, biology and nutrition, including a master's degree in counseling psychology. Udo, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Thanks. Thanks for having me. So I want to start with your story because you have a very interesting way how you got into uh, taking responsibility for your own health, as you put it, which is that you got poisoned by pesticides by carelessly spraying. And, you know, you it really interested me how you shifted your focus onto fats. I'm sure that there were other things in your consciousness as you were thinking about how to heal yourself because you went into the doctors and they're like, we've got nothing for you. Right. So why the focus on fats? What led you to fats as being like this, this big, important topic once you once you figured that out? Yeah, well, I had I had background from university in biochemistry and genetics. So I understood the molecules and I understood how to read the journals. When I got poisoned and the doctors couldn't help me, I said, you know what? I'm going to try and figure it out myself because my health is my responsibility. And now I know that for sure because my doctors ain't got nothing for me, right? Yeah. And so I started looking at everything. And basically the idea was like this. Your body is made out of food, water, and air. 100% of it, food, water, and air. I wasn't thinking water and air at the time. I was just thinking food. Your body's made out of food. So if something goes wrong with your body, then if you raise the standard of your food intake, you can rebuild 98% of your body to a higher standard in one year because 98% of the molecules or the atoms in your body today will have been removed and replaced if we meet again a year from now. So that's why healing is possible because the body's always turning over, right? That's why we have to eat when we're adults because if the body didn't turn over when we were adults, we wouldn't have to eat anymore. Right. But it keeps being worn out, replaced. And so I was looking at everything about nutrition and health and nutrition and disease because i really want to understand i knew a lot about health because in biology you're really studying health you're studying the normal functioning of normal creatures in normal environments and health was invented by life in nature and the program was adapted to allow you to live effectively as long as you're aligned with nature and your nature. So I knew that part. And then I saw, I was reading about minerals and vitamins and amino acids and fatty acids and you know all the different stuff. And there was a couple of studies that really got my attention. They were about essential nutrients. An essential nutrient is one, you can't make it in your body from anything else, but you have to have it to live and be healthy. So you have to bring it in from outside, right? If you don't get enough, you can't stay healthy. Your health goes down. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. These are like the super important building blocks, right? And if you're going down because you're not getting enough, but before you die, you bring enough back into your diet, then all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed. That's the, that's like the really good news, right? And so the idea is, if you optimize your intake of all of the 42 essential building blocks, 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids from proteins, two essential fatty acids from fats. If you bring all of those in, in adequate, in, in optimum quantities, life knows how to build a body to optimum standards because you've provided 
optimum amounts of the essential building blocks that life needs to get it done. So your responsibility is right here at your mouth, right? To make sure they all land in your body in, in optimum amounts. After that, it's not up to you anymore. After that, life just does what life knows how to do. And I got stuck on oils because there were these two studies. One was, it said omega-6s are essential by the definition I just gave. So you have to have it. You have to make sure you bring it in. And it's sensitive to damage by light, oxygen, and heat. So you have to make sure it's not damaged. And if, if you fry it, your damage is big time. Industry damages by during, when they make it pretty big time as well. So that's what that, that study said. And the next study I said, I read, it said omega-6s give you cancer and kill you. And I'm going, huh? What? I just got told I have to have it to be healthy. And now it's, I'm being told if I eat it, it kills me. And it just drove me nuts. You know, like that contradiction, it was like, uh, there, uh, uh, there, there must be something else going on here that I'm missing. And there's that contradiction and trying to figure it out that made me look deeper into the processing. Because when you read the research, and this, uh, there's a lot of people these days saying, you shouldn't use omega-6s because they're bad for you, or you shouldn't use uh, cooking oils because they're bad for you, or industrial oils because they're bad for you. And what they're missing, because these people have not done their homework that are saying that, what they're missing is it's not the oils that are the problem, it's the damage done by processing and by food preparation. So damage by processing by industry and food production in the home that causes the problems. And nobody's blaming the processing, they're all blaming the oil. I got it because I got to the bottom of that. I said, oh my God, I can't get healthy on oils that are damaged. We should make them with health in mind. And what you have to do then is they're very sensitive to damage done by light, by oxygen and by heat. So you have to build a system. There has to be a very tight system. So no light, no oxygen and no high temperature gets to the oil from the time it's closed in the seat where it's well protected by nature's packaging through the pressing, the filtering, the settling, the filling until it's in a brown glass bottle in a box to keep the light out glass because plastic leaches into oil. You don't want plastic in your oil. And it's in the fridge in the factory. And then it gets shipped out. If it's more than two weeks in transit, shipped refrigerated, refrigerated in the stores, when you buy it, you take it, buy it, you take it home, you refrigerate it at home and you never use it for frying. You add it to foods after they come off the heat source, because when you fry the oils, we have a slogan. When you fry oils, they fry your health, right? When you fry foods, those fried foods fry your health. Frying is the dumbest thing from a health perspective that we have ever invented to do to our food. By the way, and when so, I heard this, sorry to interrupt you, but when I heard that, I was amazed because I had never heard that before from any of the health influencers, none of the health mm -hmm. gurus, like nobody yeah. is talking about this at all. Yeah, it's coming now. Yes. But they're still not blaming the processing. They're still blaming the oils. 
Yes. And then every time you hear somebody blame the oil, you know that this is someone who hasn't done their homework. And then they come up with cockabunga ideas. There's something wrong with omega-6s. No, omega-6s are essential. You have to have them. But you need them in balance with omega-3 because they're both essential. And they both needs to be, need to be made with health in mind. Right. And so what we did is we the first oil we developed was flaxseed oil because 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3s for optimum health. And I, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, if we can make oils with health in mind and we can bring omega-3s back into the diet, oh my God, we could help almost everyone. And I got so excited. I was like, oh my God, I've just found a, I have, I have found a reason for living. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. why? Because when you can help, it feels so good, right? There's something in us that feels good. Why? It's because, you know, love is our nature. And, and when, we're, when we feel loved, because we're present in the space our body occupies, it's not about us anymore. It's like, okay, I feel loved. Okay, it's not about me anymore. I don't need to get more stuff. I, I'm, I'm taken care of. And if I don't feel taken care of, I know where to go inside to feel taken care of. And when I feel taken care of, there's nothing left to do with my life except to help. You know, to play and to help, like to horse around and to help, right? To have yeah. fun and to help. And helping is even more more satisfying than fun. Why? Yeah. Because there's just something about caring for life that is built into us that is satisfying. There was, a, there was an interview with uh, Andrew Schultz and Jordan Peterson where mm -hmm. I think Andrew Schultz had a very funny, he's a comedian, but he had a, he had a very funny, but I think very true uh, perspective into what you just said about when you feel whole, you feel the need to go and, and help other people because there's nowhere yeah. else for it to go. You feel whole, you don't need anything. So, yeah. so what you're going to do is help people. And he said that yeah. when he took, I think he took ecstasy or something crazy. Right. And, yeah. um, and then he said, the first thing he wanted to do is just call up his friends and tell them how, how much he loved them and how grateful he was yeah. for them. And like, it was like erratic, yeah. but it was like a very positive thing because he felt so good that he just wanted to tell everybody about it. Yeah. And some, some, psychedelics do that they take you into more of that space but that space exists you without psychedelics too right so it's not like you got to do psychedelics to feel love the right. love is is the core of your own existence right, right. you don't have to be constantly trying to feel that and the other side of that is a, a song by leonard cohen you know leonard cohen mm -mm. okay he's a canadian poet he died just a few years ago lots of poets he, he has a song where he says when you're not feeling holy, your loneliness says that you've sinned. I was like, well, that's really cool. Because sin means missing the mark, missing the point. When you're feeling lonely, that, that feeling in your chest is actually your heart calling your, uh, your focus to come back home. And we live mostly with our focus out there in distraction. And our senses take us out into the world to monitor change all the time because we have to do that for survival, but nothing automatically brings you back to your stuff. You have to do that automatically. And the call home to sit with is the heartache, heartache, loneliness, longing, uh, isolation, uh, grief, sadness, sorrow, you know, it's always something you feel here. That's just, that's just life calling you to come home to yourself.
And when you come home, you feel loved. And when you feel loved, you want to help. <laughs> it's like that's the first homework. First purpose, find the love within you. You know, I always I, I'm going to be really honest. I always in the no, back no, of my should, head. No, no, you, you should lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always whenever I have the opportunity to interview someone who has a company of something that they're selling, always in the back of my head, I'm very wary because there's always the conflict of interest there by definition, right? If someone who is an entrepreneur, but, but with you very directly, I can tell from, I always stock a lot of my guests on dozens of other interviews that they've done lectures that are like, have like a hundred views or something. I always look at all of them and what I can tell from you and what I, just by listening to you now, you take a lot of pride in what you've done and the quality is just insane. It is like, you know, OCD level insane, you know, and I mean that in the best way yep. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, OCD is a very good talent for the things that need care, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not really OCD, but right. But certainly no. a tendency in the direction of perfection and like, how yes. can we make it better? How can we make it tighter? How can we make yes. sure that the quality stays in the oil? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a that's an obsession. So it's a it's Attention like, to like detail. OCD. Yeah, yeah, right. Why? But why is that? Not because I'm OCD, but because it requires that. Yes. Oils are sensitive. They require that kind of care. They're like perishable vegetables. You don't just flip them on a shelf and leave them there for three years. You can't do that and retain the health benefits. And and I and I all of this never I never did that for money. It wasn't about money. It was about oh I oh my God so much damage to oils. Oh my God we could help so many people. Oh my God, I know we can do this. And so yeah. I, I developed the method and then, and then I traveled for like 15 years. I lived out of a suitcase for six to nine months, went to 40 countries, talked about oils, talked about health, you know, and it was just like a, a labor of love. It's a privilege to be able to do all that. And it never felt like work. It never felt like work. And I had just such beautiful interactions with people and, uh, you know, everybody goes home a little bit enriched in some way, you know, feels a little better here, has a little more information that can be useful, yep. you know, and what a way to spend a life. And, you know, the most compelling thing about your story is that you experimented on yourself with when you were making these these oils. Right. And I always think that that's something yep. that uh, I pay attention to with a lot of people, mm -hmm. because that's something that I've experienced in, in myself. Uh, you know, I, I've suffered from a lot of different health conditions like insomnia and food uh, intolerances mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. digestive issues like IBS. And and so I've experimented a lot on myself, which yeah. is where now I feel comfortable in being able to to go and help people. And in fact, yeah. that's like the only thing that I want to do now because I found a sense of stability in, in my own health that I now feel like I put it to the to the test. I've stress tested some of my theories and concepts of mm -hmm. health onto myself. And, I, and I've seen that that's what you've done with with your oils here. Yeah, of course. And, and why I do that is because if I want to do an experiment, here's the experiment. Now, that doesn't mean I have the truth for everybody, but at least I know what my body's telling me because I can pay attention. Right. So that's very useful, at least as a starting point. Right. And for instance, I say I can't get enough oil to make my skin soft and velvety. You know, when you get enough oil, omega-3 and 6 mm -hmm. together, yeah. they form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture. So that's how we measure optimum. 
because mm-hmm. the inside of your body gets priority on it because you can live with dry skin, but you, if your heart dried out, that'd be, you'd be history. Right. So skin gets it last, loses it first. So somebody said to me, well, why don't you just do it with seeds and nuts? So, okay, I said, I said, okay, well, you know, the idea is ni- nature's mandate is optimum health. Well, I don't think it is. Nature's uh, mandate is sufficient health for you to grow up, for you to have kids, for to be around while the kids need care. And when the kids don't need you anymore, neither does nature. Mm-hmm. So then you get recycled after your kids are grown. And if you're not optimum health, you get recycled quicker than if you right. have optimum health. So I said, okay, but let me t- try it out. So I tried to get all my oil from seeds, five tablespoons of flaxseed, which is where the omega-3s come from. And they absorb six times their volume in water. So that six tablespoons is 30 tablespoons. That's a meal. Mm-hmm. And then balance it with omega-6s from sunflower and sesame seeds. So I was taking eight tablespoons of flax and sunflower and sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. That's all I could do. That would fill me up. Yeah. And even in summer in California, where it's hot, and in summer you need less oil for your skin than in winter. Right. Even in summer, I couldn't keep my skin from getting dry. So my conclusion is I can't do it on seeds alone. There may be some people who can. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm definitely I can't. So what I do I say? So eat the seeds and nuts. They're really good food. Mm-hmm. There's lots of good stuff in it. They're associated with longevity. Mm-hmm. They're associated with good health. But if you can't get your skin soft and velvety, then add oil to your seed and 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 nut intake until your skin is soft and velvety. Yeah, this is a very important topic that I want to delve into at a I want to sort of stratify these topics. But but first, if you can, I know we've already started from you talked about the skin is the first thing that starts to it, it signifies sort of your status for how deficient you may be in the essential yeah. fatty acids, especially omega six, right? Uh, yeah. Let's start from the top of the body and work our way down to the toes. So from the brain down, why is it so important to have these essential fatty acids? And, and again, sort of coming back to the first question, why the focus on fats here? Yeah. Well, so the focus on fats was, it is, yeah, I didn't answer that question. <laughs> the focus on fats for me was because it was the most confusing area. And so my feeling was, well, instead of doing what everybody else is already doing, which is making minerals and making vitamins and talking about amino acids, because that was mm-hmm. all, you know, I said, if I'm going to develop something here, mm-hmm. some understanding, then let me develop understanding in the area that is most misunderstood. And that was the area of fats. Because mm. people said, if you eat fat, you're going to get fat. That's never been true. In fact, most overweight comes from carbohydrates, which the body turns into fat if you eat more than you burn. Or it comes from inflammation, which leads to water retention. And fats don't make you fat. And omega-3s actually turn on fat-burning genes in the body, and they increase metabolic rate, and they increase oxygen consumption, and they help you burn fats, and you get really good energy, stable energy from them. So... That was one, you know, eat fat, get fat. No, that's not, that's not how it works in the body. It's the, that's like, that's like the, it's kind of like what a six-year-old would observe, right? 
Mm -hmm. right. Fat, you know, I'm fat, I must be eating too much fat. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. And it just happens to be that that's not how it works in the body. But it's a logical yeah. conclusion if you don't know how it works. So that was one of them. Then the other one was, you know, omega-6s are bad for you. No, omega-6s mm -hmm. are essential. Mm -hmm. And omega-3s are essential by the same definition. And you need them both. But they both need to be made with health in mind. Omega-3s are five times more sensitive to damage than omega-6s. So mm -hmm. they need even more care and are damaged more extensively if you don't take that care. Very important stuff. So that's always in the details, right? Right. Now, and then they are required to make the cell membranes. They make the cell membranes work more effectively. They make the the um, cell receptors for the various things that get, need to go in and out of the cell. They make those function more effectively. They make hormones work more effectively at the cell receptor level. So that mm -hmm. means as you get older and your hormones get slower, well, they keep you healthy longer because you need less to get the job done because they're working more effectively. They're important for, for bone density. They're important for uh, energy production. They're important in the mitochondria, but they will harm the mitochondria if the oils are damaged because then you get damaged molecules into the mitochondria and then they, they gum up the energy works. You know, and again, like people say, oh yeah, you know, Oils are bad for the mitochondria. There's somebody out saying that right now. He hasn't done his homework. The damaged molecules are bad for the mitochondria, as you should expect. Right. So get your oil. Don't stop. Don't don't stop using oils. They're part of nutrition. They're one of the three pillars of nutrition, and there are essential nutrients from oils that you need to have. Yeah. Just don't get them damaged, and just don't damage them in your own frying pan. Right. And then if you have oils made with health in mind, which is the industry that we pioneered, making oils with health rather than shelf life in mind. The industry was always interested in shelf life. And I was interested in health because I got poisoned by pesticides. Right. So. So uh, so where, where are we on the question you asked? Yes. So we do so many. Yeah. Yes. So we we started sort of at the skin. You already talked about how it's important for bone health, how it, it's important for the cell membranes. Uh, what about talk to me about the brain? What is the importance of obviously like most people are now aware that, you know, things like cholesterol build some of like the myelin and in the neurons of the brain and and, you know, it, fats are important, basically. But but tell me a little bit more about that, because you go in depth in the book. Yeah. yeah. OK. Cholesterol is used in the membranes to regulate the fluidity of the membranes. If your membranes become too fluid, that's not good. So the omega-3s and 6s make membranes more fluid. That's good for activity, but if they're too fluid, that's not a good thing. So if you get too much, if your membranes become too fluid, the body uses cholesterol to build it into the membrane because it stiffens the membranes. So you have a balance between the stiffening and the fluid making uh, factors. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the brain, there's more fat in the brain than any other part of the body except the fat cells. So when somebody calls you a fat head, that is a scientific observation and it's a compliment, <laughs> right? 
And both omega-3 and 6 essential fatty acids, alpha-linolenic acid and linoleic acid, are converted into essential fatty acid derivatives that make up about 60%, more than 60% of the dry weight of the brain. Let me what quickly is, interrupt here for the listeners. Yeah. Uh, essential fatty acids, when you talk about those, that's omega-3s and omega-6s, correct? Correct. Okay. But, but specifically, it's alpha-linolenic acid is the omega-3, and linoleic acid is the omega-6. There are people who say is, uh, that fish oils contain essential fatty acids. They don't. EPA is not essential, and DHA is not essential. Because your body can make those if you get enough alpha-linolenic acid in your body. 99% mm -hmm. of the population don't. So this is the biggest issue is not that we're not getting enough EPA and DHA. We're not getting enough starting material because 99% of the population does not get enough of the essential fatty acid, alpha-linolenic acid, in their diet. And yeah. when, you have nothing, when you don't have enough in your diet, you can't do enough conversion. If you so we said well let's optimize intake of the building blocks and let the body make it where and when and how much it needs and then the body has better metabolic control of of what needs to be going on from cell to cell from tissue to tissue right so but the dry weight of the brain that's the brain with all the water sucked out of it everything else left in if you just suck the water out of the brain the brain is more than 60% omega 3 and omega 6 in a more or less of an equal ratio. Okay. So gotcha. very, very important. So the, we, are, we are fatheads. They're super important for ret, uh, function of your retina in vision. Mm -hmm. um, again, essential fatty acid derivative, DHA, is in there. Mm -hmm. They're important for lung function. They're important for liver and kidney functions. They're essential for liver and kidney function. They're important for reproduction. They're super important for women. When they get pregnant, they have to maintain their brain and they got to build the brain of the yes. kids. Right. So they need more. So they're better at converting because of that than men are because men hardly ever get pregnant. Right. And uh, and it's super important because most women don't get enough omega three for optimum health either. Super important for them, both for their health and the health of their kids that they make sure they get both essential fatty acids in the right ratio, mm -hmm. undamaged, both for their health and the health of their kids. And there's a there's some conditions women get much more frequently than men. Depression, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, collagen diseases, collagen diseases, inflammatory diseases, and autoimmune diseases. Women get those from two to 15 times more frequently than men. And the researchers think it's the depletion of essential fatty acids that sets them up for those conditions because they've shown that every child gets less essential fatty acid than the previous child and every child depletes the mother further. And one of the outcomes of that is that oldest kids on average have the highest IQ and IQ goes down with birth order. That's that's obviously not. Yeah, that's not that's not 100 percent because right. because essential fatty acids are not the only factor in intelligence. Of course. And I like to point out to people that I was the fourth of four kids born a year apart. So my mother should have been really depleted. But I'm <laughs> smarter than all of my siblings. And I say that publicly. But but 
always say it when my siblings are not there to defend themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But there are yeah. other factors. But but yeah, generally yeah. speaking, if you take all the all the oldest kids and they compare their IQ to all the second kids, mm-hmm. to all the third kids, to all the fourth kids, yep. you're going to have intelligence proportional or uh, pro- to to birth order. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so I, I want to go back to something you said about the conversion of was it it was ALA right to EPNDH? ALA is the omega three, and yes. LA is uh, is the omega six. Right. So this is a, as I'm sure you know, this the animal based movement and the carnivore diet movement has sort of taken this and making this a very controversial topic. And you know, that's not to say that I know I know what the truth is. I just listen to everybody that has a point of view. But what I do know yeah. about what they what they claim. Is yeah, that, what they say. What they say is that the conversion of ALA to EPA and DHA is very low. I actually read one of your blog articles that disputes that, which is actually very fascinating evidence about uh, the, was it the, actually, I would like you to tell that story because you could tell that way better than I can. So the evidence that you can actually convert ALA to EPA and DHA at a better rate than we think. Oh, there's all kinds of, all kinds of reasons. So, but let me give you the foundation for that. The people who are saying that, the people who are saying that haven't done their homework. Because what what because the situation in the population is that 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega or alpha linolenic acid mm-hmm. for conversion. Right. Right? Well, if you have zero starting material, gonna, you're going to get zero conversion. So now they're blaming, they're saying it's the, the rate of conversion that's the problem when actually the problem is not enough starting material to convert, right? And then you find out, and, and, then, and then if you, you, you want to blame the rate of conversion, you would have to set up a study where you have enough of the starting material. And then you show that the conversion is inadequate. Right. But if you actually give people enough starting material, the conversion will not be inadequate. Right. And then you look at, you look at animals, elephants, they only eat grass and they convert because their brain has DHA and EPA in it. Gorillas only eat leaves. And they convert because they got DHA in their eyes, their 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 brain, their eyeballs, and their sperm. And the same with rabbits, and the same with zebras, and the same with horses. And there are there are three hundred million Hindus that are in the Brahmin caste. They are obligate vegetarians. The only animal they eat is clabbered milk for probiotics, mm-hmm. and and uh, milk is exceptionally low in DHA. So they have to be converting it from the chickpeas they eat and the chia seed they eat, not the chia seed, the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Flax? No, no they, 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 uh, yeah, they, well, they do eat some flax, so mm. they could get it from flax. And they get it from green leaves Hmm. and they get it from other sources. Okay. Um, Psyllium seeds. They eat the psyllium seed and the psyllium seed. We get the husk for constipation. 
they eat the seed, it's, it's oil is 30% omega-3. So they have sources of, of ALA, mm-hmm. but they don't have sources of EPA and DHA. Mm-hmm. No fish, no fish oil. Right. right. And they've been living like that for somewhere between five and 20,000 years. And they're just as smart as we are. They can see just as well, mm-hmm. and they can reproduce just as well as we can, even though they got no fish or fish oils ever yep. in their diet. Yep. How big a study do you need? Right. Yeah. And, and that was <laughs> you know, 300 I, million people for 5,000 years. Yeah, that's a study. Yeah. When I read that, I was, um, I mean, that's compelling. I tended to, yeah. for a while, lean more towards the animal-based diets, um, yeah. but I, I'm coming back to center and um, there yeah. are many, I'm very open to, to these, to these, this new information. And that was very compelling <clears throat> for me. And, yeah. and so, 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 yeah. So let me ahead. say one other thing about it. The EPA and DHA in flax in, in fish oils is five times more sensitive to damage by light oxygen and heat mm-hmm. than the alpha linolenic acid in flax. So it's even more sensitive. So if you get a little bottle of fish oil, mm-hmm. not in capsules, but in a little bottle, yeah. put it in your fridge, you open it up within days, you can smell the rancidity. It's that chemically sensitive. And the fish oils burp on you. That's because they're so sensitive and they're damaged and they're yes. more damaged than the cooking oils. Yeah. And so, and so why not, why not get the most stable form, make it with health in mind, make sure you optimize your intake and let your body do the conversion because your body can do the conversion. We all have the genes that do the conversion. The Delta 60 saturates, Delta 5 desaturates, Delta 40 saturates, and all the elongases. And then out of, you know, so those conversions are made. And there's a whole bunch of other things that that alpha linolenic acid is converted into into the body mm-hmm. for brain function, for mood, for immune function, um, antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. I mean, there's so many functions. And alpha linolenic acid is the only molecule in the body of which 80% is used as fuel and the other percent, the other 20% are turned into other molecules, including antioxidants that protect you from the sparks that are produced by the fire in your body that they feed. So they give you energy, that's your fire, and mm-hmm. good fire, if you have lots of energy, you're mm-hmm. going to throw more sparks. So now you spark control. Uh, but here's one molecule that is both fire and spark control. Interesting. Yeah, and then you look at nature and say, who came up with that? How cool <laughs> is that? When you talk about the sparks, you're talking about like reactive oxygen ra- species, free right? Radicals, free radicals. Reactive, yeah, they're all free radicals. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and they do tissue damage, right? Because they, they, they're super active. Yeah, they're, they're, they're single electrons. They steal electrons from other molecules, and then they produce cha- free re- free radical chain reactions. Right. Yeah. And here's yeah. here's here's this, the most sensitive of all the molecules makes its own spark control, makes mm-hmm. the fire and makes its own spark control. How cool is that? And now, when we make when we make oils in industry or sugar in industry or white flour in industry. We're taking the fire, separating that from the spark control that's in the sources of those foods. And so we get fire without spark control. And that's why sugar causes inflammation. And that's why 
white flour is a bad idea. And that's why what I call the white oils mm -hmm. that have have that are mostly omega six oils and have had their antioxidants from the seed and from the unrefined oil removed, why they cause problems in health. Even even if you don't fry them, but the damage is done by industry and they've taken out the antioxidants. And they contain gotcha. pesticides. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So to summarize here, if I may, if I get this correctly, so there's this whole idea now that's become very mainstream that seed oil is bad for health, which is synonymous with omega-6 is bad for health, but really we're, yeah. you should not be throwing omega-6s under the bus when it, when it should be throwing the manufacturing process of heat, light, uh, air, and pressure that destroys these oils. And, you know, you talk about like adding these chemical these chemicals to them to get rid of the horrible yeah. smell and like the, the sort of, you know, the fact that they're not clear, you have to make them clear with more chemicals. And so it's the fact that all this processing is done to them, not the fact that they're omega sixes in themselves that are causing health problems. Correct. Exactly okay. right. Exactly right. And now when you read the research, like these people who write those books did, they write the research, but the researchers, uh, a lot of them get grants from the oil industry. And because they get grants from the oil industry, they're not going to complain about mm -hmm. the damage done by processing. So they don't blame the damage on the processing. They make it sound like it's a problem of the oil. Right. And that's where the confusion comes from. And they haven't looked, they didn't get that, that thing that happened to me where I said, oh my God, they're essential and I have to have them. And oh my God, they kill me. Right. And, right. and they didn't, you know, and they never figured out why the contradiction, because behind the contradiction is usually a cause. Right. Yes. And so they haven't done that kind of homework. And so they are sort of they're 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 reading that research. They blame the oil, because that's what the research says, you know, the cooking oil, whatever it is, canola oil or or soybean oil or corn oil or whatever they used in the study. And they always yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we used this oil, but they never said that their source was an oil that had been treated with sodium hydroxide and phosphoric acid and then bleached and then the rancidity blown off by heating the oil to frying temperature. Yeah. And that that caused more or less 1% of damage. And that 1% damaged in an oil, if you take a tablespoon of it, in that one tablespoon, there are mm -hmm. 60 quintillion damaged molecules. That's a six followed by 19 zeros. And that's more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. Well, yeah, you're gonna, these are molecules that are unnatural. They don't belong in the body. They were never present in nature. Mm -hmm. And when they get in the body, they gum up the works. They go somewhere and they can't do what needs to be done there. And then you, that's, that's called the side effect on a drug. Right. But we're doing it to our foods as well. And yep. that part is not being focused on. And the industry hasn't changed the way they make oils just because nobody is blaming the processing. And then right. enough people, enough people produce confusion. Mm -hmm. And so now we have a book. I don't know who, who funded the book or whether this is his own understanding. And he hasn't done the homework he needs to do. And now he's going around and saying, yeah, uh, oils are bad and omega six or omega sixes are bad. Mm -hmm. And the truth is 
the processing wrecks the oil and omega-6s are essential but if you wreck the omega-6s then you're going to have toxic molecules in the omega-6s and they will do damage to you right and, and something that you mentioned in the book and something that you you know over and over again you nail in other interviews and i will not ask you the painful question of well what's the best oil to fry because i already know your answer it's you know it's a least bad yeah. scenario and not a good scenario yeah, yeah. Right? I, well i also tell people look that's a russian roulette question because you're yeah. just asking what can i get away with you should ask yeah. a better question what do i need to do to have the longest life and the best healthy most productive life that it's possible to have given my genetics and the world i live in yeah and answer that question and then and then design your habits to answer that question rather than well what can i get away with well, right. what if i only yeah. what if i only fry twice a day well it's yes. better than three times a day right but yes. what if you don't fry at all what if yeah. you what if yeah. you uh, what if you vote with your wallet and put the people who don't care about your health out of business see that would that would make more sense right Right. And, and, you know, my, I guess my, my point is also that it's not just the, the manufacturing process, but it's also the fact that we're using them in a way that is, that is harmful to our health as well, which is using them on the, on the stove until it's browned and, you know, yeah. basically burning the oil before we eat it. Yeah. Fried oils fry health. When you fry oils, you fry your health. The foods that you fry, fry your health. There's research that says when you overheat foods, could be starch, could be protein, mm -hmm. could be oils. All three of them, independent of each other. When you overheat them, and frying is always an overheating process, mm -hmm. each one of them increases inflammation and the risk of cancer, independent of the other two. You know, so fundamentally yeah. all that says is when you fry foods, you, you, you're wrecking them. Right. And then they wreck your health. And it takes, and it does, doesn't take a day or a week or a month or a year. But if you eat two tablespoons of damaged oil for 30 years mm -hmm. and then something goes wrong, you say, well, I don't know. I always ate good. No, you didn't. But you, you may not have known that these oils were bad for you, but you were eating something that is absolutely um, predictably is going to hurt your health if you do it long enough. Yeah, and I think I... I want to bring in a term that I've heard a lot lately, and I was hoping if you could expand on it, which is uh, lipid peroxidation. And this yeah. my point with with this with using this phrase is because for myself, I was like, that's why I asked you the first question of, you know, why the focus on fats? Because when I first heard about your work, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, fats are definitely important, but are they really that important? And then I started looking into the lipid peroxidation thing and I said, wow, there's a lot of things tied to this thing. So could you explain a little bit what, yeah. about what that is? Okay. More health problems come from damaged oil than any other part of nutrition. And more health benefits come from making the oil change that your body needs to oils made with health in mind, balanced in the two essential fatty acids and in the right, in, in the, you know, in the right use. Okay. That's really important to recognize. More health problems come from damaged oils than any other part of nutrition. Okay. Now there are three kinds of damage. Light produces free radicals. Free radicals run into chain reactions. Chain reactions are usually on average 30,000 chain reactions from one ray of light that hits an electron and knocks it out of orbit to create the free radical. So that's number one. Number two is 
oxidation, reaction with oxygen. Mm -hmm. That's rancidity, and we call it peroxidation. That's the fancy word for rancidity. That's the reaction of sensitive oils with oxygen. And then the third one is heat. And the heat goes like this. If you exclude light and oxygen from the oil, you can heat an oil to 160 degrees Celsius, which is about 320 degrees Fahrenheit, without the heat damaging the oil. But above that, you begin to heat cause damage independent of light and oxygen, and you get twisted molecules, trans fatty acids, all kinds of things happen. And then that damage goes up exponentially with temperature. And so those are the three factors. Mm right? Light, yep. oxygen, and heat. If you, if you don't, if there is oxygen and light present, then the damage caused by heat begins much lower because the higher the temperature is, the faster the reactions go. And if you right. go from zero, like zero Celsius to 10 Celsius, you double or triple or quadruple the rate of reaction, just those 10. Like if you go from zero to 250, which is the high end of frying, then you double and triple uh, the damage by 25 times. And the the number of damaged molecules molecules becomes astronomical. Got it. So you need to protect the oils from all three of those. And that's why we say never, never, ever fry oils made with health in mind, because you're going to wreck all the care we took in your own frying pan. And don't buy oils that have been treated with, that are colorless, odorless, tasteless, in plastic bottles. They're not not organic, so they have pesticides in them and they have damaged molecules in them and the antioxidant have been taken out and, uh, and, and, they're, and they're unbalanced in their omega-3 and 6 ratios as well. Okay, got it. Now, shifting gears over from we've been talking about all the bad stuff which is good because now we need Mm -hmm. to know what to get rid of but now let's talk about what we can start to add in so in terms of the good qualities fats and oils uh you've talked about in a lot of your other interviews and you mentioned it here in this one that there are derivatives of of fats like eicosanoids resolvins endocannabinoids prostaglandins can you briefly talk about some of those and their importance to health yeah out of, out of the essential fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6, the body makes a group of dozens of hormone-like regulating or hormone-like cell-regulating molecules that are collectively called eicosanoids. There are three series of them, series one, series two, and series three. Series three is made from omega-3, and those are, generally speaking, anti-inflammatory in their in their activity in the body. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good thing. So omega-3s are good against inflammation. The other two series are both made from omega-6. One is anti-inflammatory. The other one is Mm pro-inflammatory. The pro-inflammatory eicosanoids are helpful in healing. And then, and the omega, and if you don't have any omega-3s to, to inhibit their, them, Mm -hmm. so you have too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3, like most people have. Yeah then that can cause you some inflammatory problems because the regulation of the omega-6 pro-inflammatories comes from omega-3s okay so that's one of the reasons why the balance is really important okay 
and there and those and those those icosanoids they come in four parts prostaglandins prostacyclins cyclins thromboxanes and leukotrienes and then from uh the omega-3 there are other derivatives gla is an omega-6 derivative arachidonic acid is an omega-6 derivative and there's a docosa pentaenoic acid that is an omega-6 derivatives. Mm -hmm. And from omega-3, you made steradonic acid and EPA, icosa pentaenoic acid, DHA, docosa hexaenoic acid, and on it goes. And from those derivatives, the body makes uh, anti-inflammatories called resolvents because they resolve inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, antioxidants that are called protectants because they mm -hmm. protect you. And these are made, by the way, these are from the omega-3 molecules that are the fire makers. These are yep. the antioxidants, the protection that are made out of the same molecules in the body. And then there's mericins, which are important for immune anti-inflammatory function. And then there is endocannabinoids, which are feel-good hormones or feel-good right. molecules. And your body makes feel-good molecules. They're called endocannabinoids. They are uh, DHA, which reacts with protein to make them, and they go on the same receptor sites that gives you and gives you a, a, a mood lift mm -hmm. as the te tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the, the smoking dope marijuana, they go on those same receptors, and that's why people get high on them. It elevates their mood, lifts depression. But you don't have to smoke one of those because your body can actually make those out of omega-3s and protein wow. for the same receptors. Yeah, that's, that's and, interesting. And, and they're called endocannabinoids because they're like the cannabinoids, but they're made inside the body. That's what endo means. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Okay. So the endocannabinoids are really fascinating to me because I know there's a strong body of literature which supports the fact that omega-3s can be helpful in depression. Um, yep. And so this endocannabinoid system would make a lot of sense that it may be partially mediated by that. I wonder also Correct. if the people who are suffering from addiction or who have addictive like tendencies, if that may be partially buffered with improved endocan endocannabinoid function of the system by yes. potentially by omega threes. Yes. And, and I know that I don't know that from the science. I know that from people who work with addicts who okay. use the oil, and it said it was easier to get them off drugs. Yeah. And the reason, the way I explain it is like this. Look, if you have a crummy life yeah. and, then you, and then you smoke something or you take some kind of a mood elevating drug and you feel better, like you're feeling in your real life, that's why people do it. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to cure dope addiction, then what, how do you need to shape a life? so that it's better it feels better to be alive yeah. without the drug than it does with and that means you may have to change some habits you may have to be kinder to people you know they may have to be kinder to themselves you know you got to eat right and mm -hmm. one of the things the omega-3s do they elevate mood and lift depression there's quite a bit of research on it they, they elevate mood and lift depression. That's another thing. You know, when you have more energy, you tend to feel better because you're more competent and you can perform better. And there's a good feeling about performance, right? Mm -hmm. 
So omega-3s give you more energy. We actually did a studies with athletes, both strength and endurance. If they did their sport to exhaustion within 30 days of being put on a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day mm -hmm. of the blend that we work with called Udo's oil, within 30 days, they, their stamina, when they did their sport to, to, uh, to exhaustion, mm -hmm. 40 to 60% increase in performance. Yeah. Wow. 40 to 60 percent there's no training program that gets you that kind of lift no that's huge and why is that because most people who are sports people are not getting their omega-3s and they're not making these molecules that increase their performance by increasing metabolic rate increasing energy production increasing oxidation rate so it takes them longer to get tired from oxygen debt and they recover from oxygen debt quicker so they can go again how much time do we have? Because I don't want to, there's a lot of questions to ask, but I don't want to go yeah, over your time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've largely been talking about the essential fatty acids, omega threes and omega sixes, but you also talk about some of the other ones, uh, monounsaturated fatty acids. Mm -hmm. You talk about saturated fat. I don't really want to yep. go into saturated fat because that's such a huge topic that I feel like we could spend like hours there. So oh, no, let's, wait, uh, let's go into it for just a okay. couple of minutes. Okay. okay. So the whole story of fats yeah. should be centered around the essential fatty acids okay. because of everything is in fats, monounsaturated, saturated, trans, everything that's in fat, the world of fats. Mm. The only thing you need that you can't make and therefore have to bring in from outside is omega-3 mm -hmm. and omega-6. Yep. Everything else, if you do that right, everything else in the world of fat can be made in your body that means omega-9 is not essential the monounsaturates are not essential your body can make those out of sugar and starch that's why they're not essential mm -hmm. saturated fats can be made out of sugar and starch that's why they're not essential so those two are not essential Nothing else is essential except omega-3 and omega-6. No matter what diet you go on, you want to do a keto diet, you have to, if you want it to be sustainable, you have to build that keto diet around optimizing your intake of omega-3 and omega-6 undamaged mm -hmm. in the right ratio. Otherwise, eventually you will become omega-3, omega-6 deficient. And then your keto diet is going to kill you. You have to, you have to have those, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the saturated fats getting a bad rap and I'll tell you why when you eat saturated fats they make your platelets more sticky which mm -hmm. takes you towards heart attack and you become more insulin sensitive which takes you toward diabetes resistant right what did I say uh, sensitive oh no no yeah insulin resistant, resistant. Yeah. yeah sorry yeah okay so Thanks for catching that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're actually listening. <laughs> you're not, you're just not going into a trance here. That's no, good. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, so, and that's why it's a problem, right? Yeah. But here's what's interesting. Omega-3s, which are too low in 99% of the population, make you more insulin sensitive, 
and make your platelets less sticky. So that means that if you optimize your intake of omega-3, your saturated fats are not going to do it to, that, to the extent that they're doing it. And it would be fair to say that what we're blaming on the saturated fats, taking you towards cardio and, and diabetes, mm -hmm. should be blamed on the lack of omega-3 in our diet because omega-3 is essential and protects you from the problems that saturated fats can cause when you're omega-3 deficient. Okay. So when you optimize your omega-3 and 6 and you get them in the right ratio and you do all of that right, then having saturated fats in your foods is not a problem. Then butter on your bread is not a problem. Mm -hmm. Then lard if you're a meat eater is not a problem. Right. Yeah. It's the fact that it's the fact that we're not getting the omega threes that protect us from that. That should be blamed for the problems that most people blame on saturated fats, and that's very common. Saturated fats are blamed for a lot of things. Yes. Blame blame the lack of omega threes. Got it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, in terms of the, the monounsaturated fatty acids, most people nowadays, uh, whether they're scared of cholesterol, whether they're scared of saturated fat, I would gather that most people now are either using olive oil or they're using like an avocado or something like that. And so that's like, that's a lot of monounsaturated fat. Um, what is the, what is the role there of monounsaturated fat? Okay. Yeah. Okay. First of all, avocado, the oil, there are no standards for how the oil is made. So that means they take rotten avocados and they do a chemical feast on them. And you think you're getting a, a good oil because when you eat avocados, they're quite good food, right? Yeah. But there are no standards for it. There are standards for even the, even the, the bad oils. There are yeah. no standards for avocado. Yeah. Not being said. And there's a, a study, a recent study just said they, sh they should set standards like there are standards for olive oil and so on. Right. They just haven't been set. So Got you it. don't know what you're getting. So I can't even tell you what, how they're made. I can tell you how most of the oils are made that are colorless, odorless, tasteless. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you. I can't tell you because they don't tell you because there are no standards. So anyone can make them any way they want. I saw a thing on, on, uh, on, uh, on the net the other day where a woman mashed uh, mushy avocados. You know how they turn brown when they yep. get yep. ripe? Well, and, the, and the, the skin was completely black. So mushed it up. And then she got the oil out by putting all that stuff in a frying pan. Oh, that's how you dissolve the oil out. And yeah. she was teaching people how to do that. Oh man, guys, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're, You're frying having, the oil. You were having a hard You're hurting time. Hurting the oil, and it'll hurt you eventually. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like it was it was cute because she there she is homemade and you know we like that kind of stuff you know. Yeah. But homemade can be just as stupid as industry made. Right, so you have to you have to consider that. When you talk about olive oil, mm -hmm. olive oil has a long history. It's made by a different process. If it's extra virgin olive oil, it hasn't been damaged by the processing. Mm -hmm. But there's so much uh, uh, there's so much call for olive oil mm -hmm. that the market has grown a lot faster than the olive trees grow. 
So what they do is they take some olive oil and then they put in, sometimes put in canola oil or soybean oil or, or some other cheap oil. Yeah. And then they sell it to you as extra virgin olive oil. So now you don't know what you're getting. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and the reason why people like the omega nine oils is because mm -hmm. they're pretty stable. Omega three is five times more sensitive than omega-6. Omega-6 is about two and a half times more sensitive to damage than omega-9. Mm. You want a stable oil, then you go liquid oil, stable oil, omega-9. And again, this is because people don't want to take the pains that you have to take if you're going to use omega-3s and 6, the only two essentials yep. made with health in mind. So that's what that's mainly what drives the the omega nine craze. But let me say one more thing: mm. olive oil, if it's extra virgin olive oil, good that it's not damaged by processing. Yeah. No omega threes, only ten percent omega six. Mm -hmm. All the rest of what's in there, your body can make out of sugar and starch. Mm -hmm. And the oil was never used for frying traditionally. Mm -hmm. They cooked their food in water. They poured the water off. Then they poured olive oil because oils enhance flavors of foods mm -hmm. and they improve the absorption of oil soluble nutrients in foods. And so they used yeah. olive oil was not used for frying, even though it's more stable than omega six and omega three oils, but they didn't right. use it for frying traditionally. That's a new thing that the oil industry invented because they said, oh, my God, we could sell so much oil if we could get people to use oil for cooking instead of using water for cooking. When I was a kid, I'm 80, right? I'm 80. I was born in 1942. We, when I was a kid, cooking meant in hot water. Now cooking usually means in oil. Right. We called in oil frying or deep frying. Mm -hmm. So they've changed the meaning of the term and all of it driven by, oh, my God, we could make so much money if we could get them to use oil instead of water. And yeah. our parents were bamboozled into making that change. And now we think mother love means fried foods. Mm -hmm. So we need to separate that out. Fried foods is a really bad idea that, that our parents were bamboozled into. Keep the mother love. Mother love is unbelievably precious. So if I'm understanding correctly, the monounsaturated fats, well, first, saturated fats, it's not so much a problem of the saturated fat themselves, the problem of an imbalance between the amount of saturated fat you're having and the amount of omega-3 you're having. So Correct. we don't have enough omega-3s. And so Correct. the the stickiness of the platelets aren't in aren't the proper balance when when you don't have enough omega-3s. Now, with Correct. the monounsaturated fats, it's also a problem of manufacturing and it's also a problem I would imagine of like traveling, like getting that oil to the place um, of where it's going to be sold, right? Because it's exposed to more heat and light and all that stuff. Like I'm living in Costa Rica. And so I'm sure that when it gets from the manufacturing place to the actual store, it's also getting damaged in the process. Well, but less than omega-6 oils and less, yes. and much less than omega-3 oils. Right. And then they sometimes put them in dark glass. And by the way, monounsaturated and saturated fats are good fuel. If you and but that's all they're good for. Right. Okay. Right. There's no no. They're not essential. They're not like a building right. block. 
They're not the essential building blocks that you Got can't it. live without. Yeah. Yeah. But they're but they're still good fuel. And in okay. some ways, oils are better fuel than carbs because carbs make your blood sugar go up and down. Then they make your insulin go up and down. Then they make your mood go up and down. Insulin drives the sugar into the cells. There, they turn into fat. Then you end up mm -hmm. with low blood sugar. Then you get cravings. Then you eat carbs. And then you eat them fast because you need to bring your blood sugar back up. By the time yep. you, your blood sugar is normal, you've eaten too much. Yes. And that's called carb addiction. You keep doing it over and over and over again. That never happens with fats. They give you stable energy yes. and they, they don't give you the, the mood and insulin and blood sugar swings. Right. Yeah. Now, for people listening, where should they start? I imagine that obviously your oils are a fantastic source of these essential fatty acids. But for mm -hmm. example, if like I can't get these, I'm not in the U.S., um, where can I get them? What are the best sources from foods? I think you should become the importer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just, you know, you know, I would, I would be interested in that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where should people start? You always start where you are. Yeah. You know, and to me, like from a health perspective, if you look at nature, life, life's mandate for creatures that eat fresh, whole, raw organic mm -hmm. for human beings probably mostly plant-based but people will argue with that but if it's not plant-based it's still raw every creature eats like that right so in a way you put that as the high standard fresh whole raw organic where are you now fried 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 you know burnt yeah. burnt 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 no vegetables hardly any fruit white sugar, white flour, yeah. white oils, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Donuts, right? Donut is white sugar, white flour, glazed with white sugar, fried in white oil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so if that's where you're starting, take steps, you know, fry less, mm -hmm. you know, maybe use butter instead of liquid oil. If you're going to fry, yeah. it's still bad, but it's yeah. not as bad as the liquid oils. Okay, and then go from frying in butter to cooking in water. Mm -hmm. Now you're out of the oil, out of the oil cooking arena. Yeah. And then look at the foods you're eating. If it's white sugar, white flour, go to cane sugar, you know, or, or sugar, you know, the canes mm -hmm. and chew on those. That's what the traditional people were that gross do. Those are delicious. Right? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're amazing, right? Yep. And instead of white flour or white rice, whole grain, brown rice, right? And you take steps one by one, you know, take, take a month, two months, six months, a year, two years to get from where you are to what's in line with nature. <clears throat> and you will notice you have more energy when you, when you do it properly. Mm-hmm. And you notice that, uh, well, when you have more energy, that's always nice. And you'll find you age, age less rapidly. You, you will notice the benefits from doing that. If you do it the other way around, you know, you're all on, if you want to wreck yourself, right, then go from fresh, whole, raw, organic mm -hmm. and start cooking everything and start making it not organic and start frying things, right? then you're going to take yourself in the direction of downhill in energy and in appearance and in time you have on this planet. 
in terms of the best food sources for some of these essential fatty acids, where do you think people should start? I know you've mentioned uh, raw sunflower seeds in the past for omega sixes. Yeah. 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 Well, just about every seed and nut has omega sixes in it. Right. Omega threes are harder to get. Flax is the richest source. Okay. They have something called uh, shizo shizo seed or perilla seed in uh, in uh, uh, in Japan. Mm-hmm. In the tropical islands, there's something called kukui nut that has omega threes in the in the in the nut, mm. and psyllium seed has omega threes in the seed. So there are there are different in different places different traditional um, foods that have omega threes, mm-hmm. uh, and and they all have omega sixes, except okay. for coconut, which is mostly saturated, right, and and palm kernel oil, palm oil. Those are mostly saturated. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's fantastic. And you, but you always go back to the foods that contain the oils. That's where we get the oils. Yes. Right? It's yes. usually seeds, seeds and nuts. They have anywhere from 20 to 65% oil in the seed or nut. Yep. Different for different ones. Yep. And they're different in how much omega-6 and how much omega-3 and how much mono and how much saturated they contain. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, then there's the, the soybeans are seven, 17% fat, which is very high. Most mm-hmm. beans and peas and lentils, they're about 4% fat. Yeah. And then the grains, 2 to 4%. And then uh, green veggies and fruit, they have less than 1% fat. So everything has some fats in it. But if you want, if like, if you're particularly interested in the fats and the tablespoons, mm-hmm. seeds and seeds and nuts is where you go. In terms of um, like the and flax you can look seed. up, yeah, and you can look up if you go on Google, you can look yeah. up uh, essential fatty acid profile yeah. of different seeds and nuts, and it, they'll pull it up for you. Okay, how you much can, should people start taking? I begin? take. Uh, we recommend of the oil two to four tablespoons a day for most adults. It's a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, mixed in food and intake spread out over the course of the day. What about Uh, from the food itself? From the food itself, I couldn't get enough from the foods. Okay. Because uh, I think I already talked about that, right? Yes, right. And so do what you can. Your your measure is that your skin is soft, smooth and velvety. Got it. that's, That's more noticeable in deserts and in dry places and in winter and in winter you need more than in summer if there's seasons where you are like i use four tablespoons in winter i use two or three in summer for the same for the same skin feel because in winter you'll burn more of the oil for heat yeah than in summer gotcha gotcha okay any last message that you would want to leave with our with our listeners and viewers here today No, you know what? You get one life. You know, you didn't exist for billions of years. Now you get one life. It's a pretty short one. Then you're going to not exist for for billions of years. And this is the holiday. Sorry. So here you are on the holiday. Make the most of it. Treat it with kindness. Make it as long as you can. Because human being existence as a human being as a special 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 gift that's beautiful 
Thank you very much, uh, Udo, for all of your uh, your wisdom and the all of the information regarding uh, fats and oils. I know I'm going to benefit from this. I'm going to start self-experimenting with some of this stuff. Um, where can people find out more about you? Udo's Choice, U-D-O-S Choice.com. That's my website. <clears throat> Sorry. And then okay. um, they can also go to FloraHealth.com. That's the okay. website of my partners who manufactures the oil. Gotcha. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, thank yep. you so much and, again for and the, time. And, and the products are usually available in the natural food stores. The oil in the fridge. I also work with digestion, enzymes, and probiotics, and fiber, and greens, and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Mostly sold through the natural food stores. Whole Foods um, has it, right? Yep. 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 Perfect. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it far and wide with as many friends and family as possible. And please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes. That would help us get this message out to way more people. Thank you for listening.